Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the soon-to-be Super Bowl champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. We did it. I'm up to 1,500 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. I'll try to give you like 500 more ways to get to 2,000 subscribers. Anyway, that is awesome. I appreciate you guys. Now, if you are watching the show on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, what are you waiting on? Go to YouTube. Hit the look up sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chat. So if you want to make sure your comment gets read, because sometimes I get a lot of comments and I try to go through them all. 
Um, and I can't get to every single one of them, but if you give me a super chat, I will definitely get to it. So make sure if you've got some kind of point or something, you want to make sure you get out there, give me a super chat. Again, I would greatly appreciate it. On today's show, we're talking NFL free agency, and we're talking the NFL draft with Kieran. I know some people say it's radar. <laughs> so, yeah. Ray Robinson, I, I you messaged me on uh, YouTube. I, I don't. It doesn't ring a bell, man. <laughs> You're going to have to give me some more information on who you are. So, sorry. So, what's up to everybody in the uh, chat crew? Lindsay, Foreskin, Tim. That's a new one. Crown, what's up? What's going on? He says, LSU needs help. <laughs> who else got? Dale's in there, my boy Dale. And hey, you, anybody want to get some really cool uh, draft stuff, go follow Dale on Twitter. He is all about it. So, definitely check him out. Coleman, my friend, what's up? What's up? All right. Let's get to, as some people say, the rated R portion of this show. And for people who know, Kieran is literally from Boston. So you got to deal with his Boston accent, okay? But he knows his stuff. They got the draft guide coming out. I can't wait for it. I think it's coming out in the beginning of March, somewhere around there, I think they said. I will, when it comes out, when it hits, I will let you guys know so you guys can order it. But let's get to Kieran. Karen, what's up, my boy? What's going on, man? I'm a little bit sick today, but we're, we're here to talk about the draft. So it's, uh, it's it's still all fun for me. I got my Bearcats out on as well. Like it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. That's awesome, dude. I am. So anyway, if you guys got questions or anything for Kieran, pop them up in there and we will get this thing going. Literally, so- it, anything, anything about quarterbacks or cornerbacks from this draft, I am I am your man. Exactly. All right. So let's do, uh, let's get into this. Let's talk about free agent. That's what a lot of us are <clears throat> talking about here. And I kind of changed my mind. I'm going to start this off here real quick. I kind of changed my mind a little bit from yesterday's show. I did some more research and you and me were talking and I'm more of, I, yesterday I said, you know, sign a, a tackle and a guard or sign two tackles. I've kind of changed my mind. I'm with still signing a tackle. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm with, I, I kind of like Ryan Jensen, the, the, the center out of Tampa Bay. If you sign him, you sign Q, and then you can kick uh, Trey Hopkins over to guard, Joey Williams at right tackle, I think we're good. That's my thing. And then get get a cornerback, which you're going to talk about here, and I'll, I'll let you – I don't want to see your thunder. I'll let you talk about the cornerback. And But anyway, but the other uh, thing we got is uh, Trey, Trey on Armstead. I'll let you uh, speak on that. Incredible player. I mean, obviously, we both know he missed a few games and stuff, um, but he he's – absolutely incredible what he's done in new orleans is absolutely ridiculous and he's really lucky that he's fallen to us because there's no chance ever that that um they were gonna let him go if it wasn't for their cap situation because he is that good as a tackle so bringing him in yeah i get it he's 30 but you've got guys like quentin spain who are already you know 30 years old and things like that so it, it you know, you you need the experience there at times. And I think in, in terms of what you're getting for this left tackle, a- absolute beast. Absolutely. I mean, it's nothing there. There's, there's nothing there that, that is a, you know, ding, 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 ding. You know, let's not, let's not get, get that guy. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's on the upswing. You know, it's, it's, it's a good time to get him. Now, another one we have is uh, let's see here. Let's scroll down here. Who is the next one? You want to go to JC? Is that here? Talk about next? I think that's the next one on PFF. 
JC Jackson, yeah, a guy I actually have a lot of experience watching, came into the Patriots organization as an undrafted free agent. And I mean, look at what he did. Um, so Stefan Gilmore obviously had his defensive player of the year season in New England Patriots. And then the year later, because no one was targeting Stefan Gilmore, they thought they could pick on JC Jackson. It's not how that works. That dude has been an absolute beast since he got to the Patriots. He 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 grinded his way to get to where he is and i think in terms of i mean he's definitely a top five cornerback in the league so signing him is a no-brainer you pair him with chidobi wuzia you probably got one of the best secondaries in the afc uh, so i shout out to you saying go israel <laughs> I, I, I i don't support israel but it is what it is Exactly. All right. Let's we, see we're, Coleman here. we're not going to get into uh, we're not getting into politics. Politics. Here. I thought of the soccer thing, so never mind. Uh, he oh, said, no. uh, Carmen uh, Coleman here says, Will the Bengals draft Soft's Gardner? No. And should they? No, no they won't draft no. it. They, you would they, have to give up so much draft capital to move from that pick. Always, you, you're going to have to move up to potentially top 10, top 15, and, and that's just that's just not going to happen. It, it, it's too much to get him. But the, the thing we're going to get into when we get to the mock draft, there's another guy at Cincinnati who uh, definitely deserves a draft pick. Talking about um, uh, Kobe Bryant? That's that, That's him. That 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 man is special. Let me let me tell you that. In terms of obviously, he won the 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 cornerback award last year, and most of that, I will say, his production was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, because nobody wanted to target Source. Source never gave up a touchdown his entire college career, which is just exceptional in and of itself. You can talk about it being the chat. They're not talking about soccer. Um, it's because no. I got the pa- it's because I got the Palestine flag in yeah. my ne- name on the screenshot you gave me. If you want to talk about, talk to me on Twitter. We're here to talk about football because that's what I know best. I'll school you in geopolitics, but let's talk about football for now. Exactly. So Co- Kobe Kobe Bryant. His production was through the roof because everyone was targeting him. Nobody went to go at source. You're not going to target a guy who literally can't, who's never given up a touchdown. It's just not going to work out. So Kobe Bryant came in. He just sort of, he fed off that production. Everything he did, he's played so many games. He's absolutely exceptional as a corner. And I think because of Kobe Bryant, they are, thank you, Augie. You can come follow me on Twitter as well. (laughs) The the thing I like about Kobe is, he he wasn't scared. He was he wasn't scared to go out and say, "Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a bad motherfucker. I don't care if you're going to come target me. I don't care if you're going to try and expose this side of the field." And he went out there. Uh, great amount of picks, great amount of pass breakups. And one thing I really like, I talk about this whenever I talk about how much I like corners. I've told you this before. What separates an elite corner from an average corner? It's the ability to tackle mm-hmm. because it's so underrated in, in, in a person who you see breaking up plays, uh, learning how to pattern match, following guys upfield, shallowing guys upfield. Their tackling is almost a so underrated part of the game. But if you go from uh, Jalen Ramsey to Tredavious White to JC Jackson to Stefan Gilmore, all these guys have one thing in common and it's mm-hmm. their ability to tackle. And Kobe and Source both have that. And I don't think... Obviously, Kobe is head and shoulders above. Um, no, Source is obviously head and shoulders above Kobe. But I've still got Kobe in my top five corners from the draft this year. 
he's better than guys like Kair Elam and stuff like that. So do not turn your nose up at this guy. Problem is, because he went to school with Source, chances are he's probably going to fall a little bit. So we could potentially get him in the second round if we trade up to midway second round. Kind of like you guys um, guys did last year, traded up a few extra picks to get Jackson Carmen in the second round. Do that again to get Kobe Bryant. I think that makes a lot of sense to do that. Now let's get the Dale's comment here because we're talking about uh, Armstead. The cost of Armstead <clears throat> as the cost of potential three upgrades. Bates is the Bengals tier one signing. Now I have a question that what about, and I've heard, and we've, uh, I think just Mike says this is kind of uh, hinted at this, that Orlando Brown actually might be interested in coming to Cincinnati. What What's your thoughts on, on, on Orlando Brown being the, the Bengals uh, new left tackle? Now, if you can actually go out and land him, this is ridiculous because he went out to KC, had a fantastic year, honestly really stuck out at that tackle position for them. The, the reason he didn't want to say at um, the Ravens is just because they didn't they didn't want to play him in a position where he's comfortable at, which is actually, you know, makes a lot of sense. But then Orlando Brown, just the size and length he's got, he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, now... Like it says here, he is a much better pass blocker. But what are we looking for in our tackles? We need guys who can pass block. Because Joe Mixon finished third, what was it, third in rushing yards? With what what can only be described as a below average line. Now, we'll address Zach Taylor's comments as well, saying this line got us to a Super Bowl. He has to say that. He you just, can't he go just in. That. He, he's not going to, and I've said this, he's not going to throw his guys under the bus. That's you, all that was. He never has thrown his guys on the bus and people are acting like he's taking that as he's okay with the offense line. That's not true. I mean, yeah. they, they, they didn't even lead on to, 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 to that. They were going to draft uh, jackpot Joey Burrow two years ago. And we all knew they were going to, so we all know they're going to fix the offensive line. I mean, that's a given. Yeah. And, 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 and the natural per great point in chat, he said the Bengals can't wait for offensive linemen to develop anymore because Super Bowl windows close fast. And that actually brings me on to my next point. A lot of people guys have you in the first round taking Raymond out of Central Michigan, and mm-hmm. that is not good. Not only is he almost 25 years old, he, he he's a very late starter coming from Europe. He is so raw, it's going to take a year or so to develop him into a premium tackle or guard, and you cannot, you cannot wait for that. That is just not a good idea at all. So we, we'll get into the draft aspect in the things at the moment, but I think free agency is 100% the way you've got to go to build this team. You're going to go for free agency for needs and talent, Then you go to the draft for depth. That's the only way you guys have to build this team now. It's worked for a lot of teams before. And look, worked with the Rams. Obviously, we're not going to be that reckless with cap space and picks, but look at what it's done for them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, and that's what I keep saying, is I want them to to fix the offensive line of free agency, get get at least two offensive linemen. You know, like I said, I've I've kind of changed my mind. I want a a tackle and a center. And this is the – I'll bring this up here real quick so I'm talking about. I want want Brian Jensen. I I think – he would be perfect to get on here. And then, you, like I said, you re-sign Quentin Spain and you kick Hopkins over to guard. And the reason I say this is because the Bengals historically do not pay for guards. They just don't pay them. That's just and, – and I, I could – this is the route I could see them taking. You get Quentin Spain, and I know he got beat on the last play, but overall, Quentin Spain has had a really good year. If you have Orlando Brown or Armstead next to him, I think it's going to help him out. And you get Ryan Jensen in between them. You kick Hopkins over to guard, which Hopkins was a very good uh, guard. That's why they moved him to the center. So, and then you got uh, Jonah Williams at your uh, right tackle. 
dude, I think we're set. And if we get J, J, uh, J.C. Jackson, you know, the cornerback there from New England, Karen, I think we're set, dude. Uh, and the thing is, because the line as a whole has been bad, guys like Quinton Spain and Jonah Williams have just kind of been overlooked because you're not paying attention to an offensive line unless they're doing bad. Let's be honest. You, mm-hmm. Quinton Nelson is consistently one of the best players in the NFL, but nobody talks about him because he's not messing up. You're only going to talk about him when he's getting his quarterback sacked or can't make blocks for Jonathan Taylor. So that's what we need. We just need dependable guys who are going to keep Joey upright. The plan to give up half the amount of sacks that we gave up last year would be absolutely perfect. I think that would make a lot of sense. But but that that that's what we're going to go. Um, that's what we should go after in free agency. Then, mm-hmm. then we can definitely look at the draft for building the depth once we have the talent on the surface. Exactly. Our deal says two, our tier two O linemen guys are Connor Williams and Austin Cobert, Ben Jones. James Daniels, Trent Brown, go get three type of those guys in his opinion. And they talk about talk about the draft. So what so let's get to the we so, so we talked about fridge and how we think they could easily. I think I think it's pretty easy to fix it, to be honest. I really do. Now it's not hard. It's just no. Mike Brown has to be wait, not Mike Brown. <laughs> Sorry, I forget your forget the owner's name. Brown, Mr. Yeah, Brown. Mike Brown. You're needs right. To go out. Yeah, oh, Mike Brown. Brown. He he needs to go out and spend some fucking money. I'm gonna just which be real he, with you. Which Tyranny has the last two years, so that's why I'm not, I'm not worried about. It. I, I really think they're going yeah, to. I think, I, I, and I, yeah. I don't doubt him at all. You were there in mm-hmm. Washington Park. Mm-hmm. You yep. heard exactly what he said. Yep. And as long as he was being truthful with us fans and not just giving us platitudes because there was thousands of us there screaming. Right. But. but but if he's true to his word, then he's going to keep Joe Burrow upright because that is the key to success, is keeping Joe Burrow upright. Exactly. I mean, he's, he sprained his MCL, but that's just bed rest. He's going to be back. This yeah, team we, is something we, we special. We want to end next year with no knee problems. <laughs> We'd like that to happen. Brandon the, only, says, the only time Joe is going to hurt his knee next year is because he's kneeling the ball so much because we're up so big in the fourth quarter. Right, exactly. Uh, Brandon here says, uh, uh, keep an eye out for two linemen from the Rams that are going to hit free agency if the Rams don't resign him. So, I don't know. Which ones are? I haven't got a clue. I'm pissed off with the Rams right now. They just stole LSU's receiver coach. He's not even (laughs) been on campus, and he's already got a job with the Rams. I guess that's wide receiver you in full effect for you. Um, but do you want to get to the the draft in a second? Because I've got a great little Bengals mock draft whipped up for you guys. Yeah, let me let me get this comment here real quick and then we'll get into that. Free agency worked for the defense this past season, so hopefully it'll work on the offense. Exactly. That's that's what I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna they are gonna attack the free agency with the offense line and cornerback and then go for depth and the best player available is in the draft. All right, go for it, Kieran. What do you got? So with the 31st pick of the 2022 NFL draft, if if I can actually, if the notes app on my phone, <laughs> I just need to get what score he's from. The Cincinnati Bengals select Zion Johnson, offensive line, Boston College. Now, this guy, you know, he's going to be, you're going to have to put him on the interior, possibly opposite. Jackson Carmen, but he he's absolutely fantastic. And we saw at the senior bowl, just, just manhandling people like to the point where it looked like if I went out and pass blocked a two-year-old, that's what he was doing. He was just completely manhandling people. He went out there and he, he absolutely 
he just beasted it out. And I think if you get this guy in the first round, he can just simply be plug and play. That's right. what that's what he is. Sure, he's going to develop and get better, but in the fact the guy who's going to come in day one camp, put in the work and be good from the get-go, this is the perfect guy to go for. Now, there's a couple other guys um, in this draft, but I think given the draft position we have, Zion Johnson is going to be the best guy available. That takes us to round two, where the Cincinnati Bengals trade up with... I don't know, probably the Giants or something. Something right, like. right. And then you go ahead and draft Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. We've been over him. Absolutely exceptional corner. The way he follows guys upfield, his athleticism is great. He's got great click and close speed. His ability is absolutely top notch. Not not much, not much more else I can say. He's just a beast. Um, right. Round three, go ahead and select Damone Clark out of LSU. Now. I know you're going to call me a homer. <laughs> you're a homer. You're a homer, Kieran. Two homer. I am a Simpson. Um, but he he is absolutely fantastic. You know, Lou, is that Am- Amaruno? I always pronounce his name An- wrong. Anarumo, yeah. But if you pair Clark and Wilson, are you insane? Are you, are you? It would just wouldn't be fair. The linebacker talent that's come out of LSU in the past few years is absolutely exceptional. So if you could somehow plug him in with Wilson, mm-hmm. rotate him with guys mm-hmm. like Pratt and, and yeah, what is it? Get, get I can't remember if he's I can't pronounce his name properly. Gay Gaither Davis Akeem, or Akeem, Akeem Davis Gaither. That's the one. I always get that mixed up. It <laughs> I got you. Me I got every you. single time. <laughs> You know, just a rotational guy. He'd be absolutely yes. fantastic. And the mm-hmm. speed he has. Right. You could literally stick him on a QB spy every single different play you have against the Ravens. And he is going to be able to compete with Lamar Jackson physically mm-hmm. and be able to shut him down. He's just that right. sort of player. He's high motor, high intensity. He went to the best school on earth. So, you know, his pedigree <laughs> is absolutely fantastic when it gets to the pros. Now we get to round four, and this is where we get a little bit interesting because I had two minds of thought here. So on one mind, I was thinking maybe Abraham Lucas out of Washington State, six foot seven, really big guy. And being at Washington State, that is an air raid system. So 90% of what he's doing is pass blocking. Right. But because of what we're going after in free agency, I'm going to go with something a little bit different. And if he falls here, which he might not, Neil Farrell, another LSU guy, but he's a big D tackle who can take up a lot of space in the in the middle of the field. Now, I liken him to a guy like Osura Digizua, who was drafted last year out of UCLA. Absolutely fantastic. And what I liked about Osura Digizua, he's a uh, state champion wrestler. So he had a supreme knowledge of how leverage works and how to use people's weight against him. Now, while Ed doesn't have that championship wrestler uh, caliber, what he does do, he has extremely violent hands. He gets pad height correct almost every single snap, and he goes every single play. You can play him uh, four-tech, five-tech, nose-tackle, whatever you want him to do on that line, he is available to do, and he eats up blocks like crazy just because he's a big guy. Uh, And it's the thing, he makes linemen twitchy, and I'm not talking about him being a particularly intimidating presence, by the way he is, because he's just a huge guy, but it's the (laughs) fact that he's so violent and the fact that he's so quick with his hands that it does make guys a little bit twitchy, so you might be able to get a couple of uh, false starts with him in there. Right. (coughs) And what we're on to, Again, this is is all a draft with with 
in mind that the Bengals have fixed <laughs> their offensive line and who they got a number, a number one or number two cornerback for everybody who's just tuning in now. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And then we get up to uh, what round five are we at now? Yep. Uh, Jelani Woods, tight end out of Virginia. Now, I like Thaddeus Moss. I think he's possibly the best blocking tight end on your team. But not a big fan of Drew Sample, and I'm not sure Fad's going to make the roster. So Jelani Woods would be a great pick. Pair him next to CJ Uzama. Uzama. He's a big, long athlete. He's very, very fast for, for a tight end as well. And the way he can get up there under people's pads, engage some blocks is almost... He's a really fantastic player. Now, if he falls this fast, far, fantastic. I, it might not happen. But if he's there, we should go grab him because another guy to take over Drew Sample saps, absolutely right. fantastic. And he's also a receiving threat, just like CJ is. And now people talk about, oh, CJ, the stats aren't quite there. But yeah, he's a safety blanket for Joe Burrow. We've seen what he can do when you give him the ball. The problem is there's the Migos out there on the field. You've got Tyler Boyd. You've got T. Higgins. You've got... Jamar Chase. So, so all these guys, Jelani Woods just fits in perfectly and he'd be another little safety blanket for Burrow, but you can also bring him in on those 12-man personnel looks, just eat up some blocks. Another fantastic guy. So, Kieran, what, what's your thoughts here on Crown? He said, which is, it, it sucks, but it's true. It, so far, Moss said about yeah, stay healthy. He, ever since he had the foot surgery, um, once he graduated from LSU, his health has been all over the place. Now, when we went to PBS, we saw him practicing. He looked fantastic, but all yeah. he was doing was out there blocking. But he was, right. bro, he was keeping Trey Hendrickson in line. Like, do you know how hard that is? It, 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 it just, yeah, he, he's ridiculous. And 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 we see Augie in here. Tight end depth makes mm -hmm. sense yep. because CJ Uzama is a premium tight end. Now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, he, I, he's I, your number one. You you need, and we talked about this off off the air before. Is that we need we need backup tight ends. We need we need more depth, and that that's the thing. And, and one thing I want to bring up that you not to cut you off here or, or change it, but one thing a point you brought up to me off the air, and we gotta give credit to to Zim here about this though too, is uh, where Zim keeps saying he wants to get defense, 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 which is Zim's right. You know, he wants to be like the the Philadelphia Eagles when they could just keep rotating guys in. And, you know, it, it it wore everybody out. But the thing is, my point is, yes, I want defense, but we need we need a tight end and we need we need uh, that 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 has to be addressed, I think, as well as linebackers and safeties and uh, edge rushers, too. So that, that's where I, I think we can't forget about the tight end depth, because, like I said, when CJ went out in, in the Kansas City game. We're stuck with your sample. <laughs> so uh, I uh, think uh, no offense to Drew Sample. He's an LFL level tight end but he's not an nfl starter that's the right. problem he's he's good but he's not great and we need great cj uzama is great and this is just another pick that, that goes towards that this team is ready so we need the best guys who can go out we haven't got time to develop people right i know we've got joe burrow for the next few years right. but look even tom brady had a had a break in the middle of his career so we want joe to win a free four super bowls now Mm -hmm. Take a couple down years. People can, you know, whine because yeah. we still. We're not going to keep everybody. We're, you're going to have to rebuild a little bit or something. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Which actually gets to my next point. The round well, six. Let me, let me get the Dale, Dales here real quick. He said, "Get three offensive linemen, free agency. That opens up the draft to get a top cornerback." I, I like. Okay, I don't see the Bengals signing three top ones. I see them. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I just see them signing two 
and getting Spain and, and kicking Hopkins over. That's just my own personal feeling about it. I, maybe I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I'll be glad to be wrong about it, but I, I just don't see them signing three of them. I don't know. Go ahead, Karen. And then round six, another guy that is simply for depth, Cole Strange, another lineman out of Chattanooga. He doesn't have to come far. Because if my geography doesn't fail me, Chattanooga is only like northern Tennessee, which is essentially Kentucky <laughs> at this point. Um, so, yeah, an, another great depth piece who, you know, he's got a bit of versatility. You can rotate him. You can keep the guys in and out. Another thing me and Zim talked about, keeping the guys fresh, keep ticking over. That's why we need guys like Larry O. That's mm-hmm. why we need guys mm-hmm. like Joseph Osai, mm-hmm. big guys in the middle who are going to eat up a ton of space for guys like Hendrickson and Hubbard to just go out there and ball. And I'm I'm still mar- angry at Sam Hubbard. Dude wouldn't give me 20 bucks after he signed the new contract. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and that, that brings us to round seven where, going to be honest, not many guys I've looked at, but I think if he falls, which he probably won't, but we got to look at Bailey Zapp, quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Now, mm-hmm. I know what you're all thinking. Why would we draft the quarterback in the sixth round? Purely because of the fact this man threw 61 uh, touchdowns in college, and he would be an incredible backup for Joe Burrow. Now, if mm-hmm. you draft him purely as – like. In terms of him and Brandon Allen as players, they are heads and sho- heads and shoulders above Brandon Allen. He can go out there, he can make plays, he can read defenses. He is supremely talented. So if you if you get him in, then you've got a solid backup for many years to come. And and I think you know that 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 that's going to be the perfect draft. And I think you have two second uh, seventh round picks. Uh, Alex Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Now, I know a lot of people don't have him getting drafted at all or him being a super late round pick. But how are you going to turn down a guy who is built like Jordy Nelson? He's six foot three. He's got mm-hmm. sure hands. Mm-hmm. He's a great wide receiver. He eats up a lot of space. And then if you put him into that Trent Taylor role, mm-hmm. rub routes every now and mm-hmm. then, yep. just, you know, occasionally. Get him in for a Trent and Irwin style play. Picks up 30 yards. Do you remember that Trent and Irwin pass Joe hit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those sort of plays. Occasionally have him as a third down receiver, eating up space, especially when you get to the red zone. Now, him and T. Higgins are the same size. T. Higgins is like, what, 6'3", 6'4", Alex? Alex is listed as 6'3", but we know, you know, those numbers <laughs> kind of get inflated in college. Right, so he's probably right. like 6'1", 6'2 right. and a half. Um, so you have him in there on red zone possessions. The thing the Bengals struggled with this year was scoring in the red zone. Now we have that phenomenal trick play uh, halfback pass in the Super Bowl. But outside of that, what what really have we done in the red zone? It's not much. And he's another one of those huge guys who can get up there. He, he, he plays the ball fantastic vertically. The way he gets up to the catch point and attacks that ball is very, very aggressive. And he's got absolute vice grips for hands. He does have some drops, but when he gets hands on the ball, that's fantastic. And that's another point from Ken Hammock. He can play special teams. He's fairly speedy. So if you put him in as like a gunner or, or mm-hmm. a punt block, right. like a like a Matthew Slater role. Everyone mm-hmm. knows who Matthew Slater is in New England. He's an absolute beast on the special teams. Year in, year out, he is a pro bowler for special teams. And I think we could have that same sort of thing with Alec Pierce. It's not, not giving up a ton of draft capital, but it's another just 
depth on special teams or, or, or depth on third down or depth in the red zone. That's what this team needs to do to build. We saw it with the 2017 Eagles. Depth, depth, depth and depth and specifically was their D-line. Now, they did call me out on our side being pure pass rush and not inside. But the, but the fact that he just is there to eat up bodies, that's what we need guys to do, to eat right. up. We need a guy who, maybe not an Aaron Donald, maybe not a guy who sparks fear into people, but a guy who can get out there, eat up blocks, take up uh, uh, blockers on the side. Uh, and this team is set. The defense is already very good. And we've got Eli Apple uh, as, as one of the premium corners. Now, I know a lot of people shit on him, but he's very 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 inconsistent and if we replace him with kobe there's more consistency off the bat and then we add all these players in the draft it's giving you depth upon depth upon depth so if someone is hurt it's next man up if someone needs a rest next man up you can build this team into potentially not just the second best team in the league like it is now and this isn't going to be a cleveland brown situation where we build this fantastic roster on we got paper, a better quarterback but <laughs> We have a coach in like Freddie Kitchens who doesn't know his difference between his ass and a hole in the <laughs> right. I like Baker Mayfield who, who cares more about how he looks than the team looks. This is a scary Cincinnati Bengals team. Okay, that cool is a comment here. He's got two of them back to back here. He said, if if I'm Duke Tobin and we address the O-line of free agency, I'm not going to be scared to draft the O-line to fill out depth. So when those free agents leave or retire, those linemen can start. That's my, exactly my point, too. I, I'll, 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 I got some. We'll read this, and I got something to follow up with that. Not saying to reach out or go out of my way to draft O-linemen, but very quality depth can be pl played in three years. Would be nice if it was there at, th Cheap at three. Too. Now, my thing is with this, too, and, and I'm going with guys that we already have. Jax Carmen and Deontay Smith. I think those two are future guards, maybe a future tackle. Definitely both future guards. They're still, uh, I think, a couple years away. That's where, Aquila, if you just joined the show, my thought process is you go out and you sign Armstead or you sign uh, Orlando Brown and make them your left tackle. Make, and then you move Jonah over to right. And then you re-sign uh, uh, Spain. And you sign Ryan Jensen as your center. And you kick Trey Hopkins over to right guard. And then, like I said, you got Jen Williams at your right tackle. So you have Quinton and you have Hopkins as your guards. And the thing is, you got Jax Carmen and, and Deontay Smith sitting in the background developing for another year. So maybe in 2023, maybe you can put, put both of them in, at least one of them in at guard. So to me, that that is it's kind of to your point of also along with drafting, drafting guys, those guys are already here. I think they're good potential starting guards. They just need to be, to be developed into it. And if you can let them sit behind Hopkins and, and Q for next next year or another year, I think that's a very good way to attack this. Yeah, and, and that's what we're looking at right now. Everything, <clears throat> Ken said it perfectly in chat. You can bring that up on screen. Like the old college saying, we aren't rebuilding every few years. We are right. re, uh, reloading with talent that yes. we've drafted and developed. And that's mm -hmm. why guys like Frank Pollock are key. Now, if I had a billion dollars, I would give it all to Dante Scarnecchia and convince him to come back and coach the O-line because without a doubt, he's probably one of the best O-line coaches that's ever walked this earth. He he turned David Andrews into a man that absolutely destroyed Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl, so he knows what he's doing. But Frank Pollock is that type of O-line coach. He doesn't go for flashy. He doesn't go finesse. He right. says, hey, 
what are we what are we going to drill today three things fundamentals 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 because right. you know what if your fundamentals are perfect then you don't have to worry about anything else tackle and guard and center is not a flashy position but everything you do there has to be on technique when you are going up against guys like nick and joey bosa who have those elite first steps guys who can really get get you outside or inside these very very fast guys it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous what some of these guys are going to have to go up against. So if you have guys like Jackson Carmen who you can sit and develop, mm -hmm. so when they come on the field, mm -hmm. they are absolutely premium guys. Then, then we've built this right. We've built this great, exactly. and I think honestly, if we smash this, which by the way, we can send this to Zach Taylor. This is the blueprint <laughs> to make this team great. I'm not saying I'm better at his job than him, but let me tell you this right now. If I was running the Cincinnati Bengals scouting department, you probably wouldn't have got Joe Burrow because you wouldn't have had that first overall pick. I'm just putting that out there. So, Well, I'm glad you weren't there because I've got, yeah, got Jack yeah. they, they, they should hire us. Um, right. Exactly. But if they if they do all these things, not only are they going to have the surface-level talent that's going to be out there starting – 90% of regular season snaps. They're going to have those guys that play their position so well, that are so hungry, that have a motor that runs so hot, they're going to get on the field and break games even as just a backup. This is what people don't realize. If you get guys in your building who want to play, mm -hmm. who want to win, and they're a backup, yeah. do you know how angry they you get drafted Alex Pierce, for example. Yeah. Do you know how pissed off he's going to be at playing wide receiver his whole college career and you put him in on special teams? <laughs> that man's going to go spastic trying to get <laughs> get, on, get on offensive snaps. So you've got all, all these things going on and it, it's the culture. We keep talking about this culture that, that Zach has built and th this truly is where it's going to show in a big draft like this when we need guys to come in buy into the culture and say, hey, if I'm not starting, I need to do every single thing I can do to earn a starting spot. That's what Jackson Carmen should be looking to do. It's what Zion Johnson should be looking to do if if we draft him. All these guys need to be... Jamar Chase, don't promise him a starting job. Don't promise Joe Mixon a starting job. Make these guys work hard day in, day out. And I guarantee you, when we sit here this time next year, we won't be talking about the 31st pick in the draft. We're talking about the 32nd pick in the draft, and we'll probably still be drunk from the Super Bowl party that we've been to. I am telling you that right now. <laughs> I'll get the coolest comment here. It said, uh, if we sign Orlando Brown, then I can see us changing from a pure wide zone running scheme to a dynamic power uh, wide, zine, wide zone scheme, similar to what McVay did after they lost the Super Bowl. Now, I, I got I, I put, I gotta get up his other comment. His other one cracked me up because I, that's why I had it up there for so long. But he said, I don't want Orlando Brown if he plays left tackle. Bad scheme fit. If he wants to play right tackle, I am happy to bring him in. Armstead can take my girlfriend if he wants to come to Cincinnati for all I care. Yeah. <laughs> it, that would crack me up. Uh, and Armstead, it's a guy we should definitely it'd yeah. be considering yeah, going after. my number one guy that's that's i would love to get armstead and i'd love to get uh uh brian um oh crud i forgot his name already uh shield what is it again was or, um, jensen jensen here it is oh yes. ryan jensen okay. yeah I, this, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's we're we're at this point now where this is a very pivotal draft for this franchise it this is this is going to decide your direction for a while and and like um akila said about we, we saw that with McVeigh when he changed his scheme fit and teams have started sealing it. We seal it a lot with the Rams. 
Um, the Eagles a little bit, uh, and the Colts, they're using a lot of these pre-snap motions and a lot of movement to try and dis- not not disorientate defenses, but just, right. just, just confuse people a little bit. Just kind of like, uh, and that's what Mavay's great at. But Taylor comes from that coaching tree. Taylor was brought in as a young guy. He's going to develop along with the players, and I think that's what's really special about this team and why he's endeared himself, not only to the players, but the fans and the city. Look, when we went to Washington Park, there was no bigger cheer than from when Zach Taylor got oh, on the mic. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a freaking rock star in like, Cincinnati right now. Everybody loves him now. I cheered for your mayor. I, I just like to dude. say, I, I just like to say, I was I was always on his bandwagon. Just just throwing that out there. I I, 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 <laughs> I cheered for Aftab. That motherfucker came out drippy as hell. He had the Jays on the yep. classic jacket. Dude was wearing like a thirty thousand dollar watch. He was pimped out. He cracked me up. Here. I've cheered, only been the mayor for five five weeks, but this is pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I, 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 I I cheered for him. Because he cares. I cheered for Mike Brown because even though he's a million years old, he still clearly cares about the team. Uh, I booed the wine. Wasn't it cool? I, I thought it was really cool to, to to have Mike Brown experience the Bengal fans actually cheering him for yeah. once. I, I thought that was classy move by, by the fans because I know he, he, he's been, been a villain at times here in Cincinnati because the way the team has been run. But to hear him get cheered and see the smile on his face, it just it was it was nice to see. Because, like I said, he still owns the team, and he he owns the team that got us to the Super Bowl. Dude he's is up. literally a billionaire, though. He needs a new hat. That hat is <laughs> battered that he's wearing. <laughs> he does but but it, it's like the point I'm saying. This is the culture he's built. Do you think two years ago, if you saw Mike Brown in public, you would have cheered that man? No, I don't think you would have. The only person who got booed on that entire stage was the wine, and that's because he's a feckless idiot with no testicles. It. it it, it 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 and then Zach Taylor gets on the mic and I've I've not heard a Cincinnati crowd so loud outside <laughs> of us scoring touchdowns. That was incredible, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone was behind him. And the words that he said, he's built this culture from scratch, and, and he's been fantastic. And I, I love. Look, I I I'm going to be honest. I think he is mid as a play caller. I don't think he's a great play caller at all. I think he's very middle of the road. But the thing he's done has built such a great culture mm-hmm. that that these players believe in each other, and his play calling will improve. That that's not it's, it's not already get, improved. He's not going to get worse. But if I you mean, look at him from now, from last year, mm-hmm. bro, last year he was fucking terrible at calling plays. He he just didn't. It looked like he didn't know what he's doing, and I know that was due to a lack of like. Well, um, I don't think, you know, that's cut you off here, but I guess I am. What my, my this is my point. I kind of got an argument with Josh about this on on Monday's show. When we fix this offensive line, how much easier is that going to make it for for Zach to p- call plays? Because he's exactly. not going to call him around this offensive line. He can do whatever he wants, you know. Which and that that's where I think it's going to improve. And 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 for me, people always you know, call him out for his play calling. My thing is, I'd I'd rather have him do it. Who's been doing it for the last three years than. Brian Callahan, who's never done it, and that, and that's, and, and that was my point with my argument with, with Josh is that's the only other option you have is your offense coordinator who's never done it. So yes, Zach is getting better, and he has some some, you know, some play calls that you know are lackluster or whatever. And I I agree, but I think he's gotten better. But the thing is, he's done this play calling around this atrocious I, I, offensive I, I line. I think that's why so, honestly he's so conservative, and there yes, is the lack of I, I agree. you know. Yeah, and, and he had to do it around Zach Taylor, uh, I mean, uh, Jack by Joey Burrow's knee injury at the beginning of the year. So there's a lot of stuff going on 
for him to to have to coach around that hopefully knock on wood beginning of this year he's not or this next 2022 he's not going to have to or have the o-line he, picture, he's not going to have to have you know some small rub routes and 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 comebacks and shallow crosses every single play now he can really mm-hmm. open this pitch up and that that's going to be perfect i think also never heard a cincinnati fan talk about this but we're going to have to talk about need a fullback we just do that's just the fact we don't really have a, a guy who one. is do they even use back. a fullback though? I mean, do I mean how hey, have they used the, one? Hey, we're gonna need to block. Fullback is perfect for that. A guy I really like who can block well and can also make plays with his hands and run game. Kari Blazen game out of I think is it Tennessee right now. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic fullback. I think you bring him in very cheap because he's a fullback. He can be absolutely fantastic. Also, he's very reliable if you give him the ball on like a fourth and one or a third and one. He uh, a big boy. He's going to power through. He's not no Mike Allstart, but he will get you a couple yards when you need him to get you a couple yards. Yeah, so not, I, know, I know nobody's not, talking about that, but we should probably look at getting a guy like him. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I just don't. We, I, I don't know if that was part of the offense. I haven't, dude. I haven't seen a fullback here in 20 years since like Corey Dillon was here. That was the last time we had a, a legit fullback. So that's where I'm like, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. But I just don't know if that's part of the the, the scheme or whatever that that, that uh, Zach wants to wants to play here. And, and it's it's weird enough because Giovanni Bernard, when he was here, kind of fit that role because he was just like a thick dude who could go in there and you know he he could kind of bully people around. His quads were like the size of my torso. He's like a pretty pretty hefty dude. Like, um, what, do you, what do you think about this comment here? He says, uh, "I don't think this is bad." Drew Sample's a great it, fullback it, option. It's not bad. The only reason I bring up a guy like uh, Kari Blazengame is because he's a dedicated fullback. That That's everything right. that he does. He he knows that position. And yeah, Drew Sample, he can block and stuff like that. But I don't know if he's going to be able to pull off the stunts and the ball carries that we're going to need a guy like Kari Blazengame to do. So I think we should potentially go after that. But there are so many options that I just thought I'd bring that up because I've not heard anyone mention it. And I no, think I, no, that's, that's that an interesting, interesting thing here. Or now, I got we could thing. go after Jacob Johnson from the New England Patriots because he is a fantastic fullback. He can catch passes. He can run the ball. He's also German and he's got dreadlocks. He is a <laughs> bad, <laughs> well, no, he's that, a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, now, I get just, what he's saying about saving a roster spot, but at, at, at some points with a guy, especially like Jakob Johnson or, or a dedicated fullback who's a very, very good, you know, as a fullback, mm-hmm. you you are going to need need them. You are going to need them on certain situations if you are passing it on fourth down, for example, or you need inches and you don't want to throw your franchise quarterback into a, a pile of 22 300 pound dudes for example <laughs> we've done that enough the cooler said i'd be willing to take a power back brian uh robinson from bama in the fourth that could work He's, bama has this weird thing where they'll go from year to year one year they'll have a power back the next year they'll have a dude who is so fast he burns out of his cleats on every single play and then every few years they get a derrick henry who is a mixture of both Exactly. All right, Paul. Paul's got a comment here. And uh, Paul, I'm assuming you, you just joined the show, but that's pretty much what we've been saying. We need to sign uh, offense linemen here. And he said we need to sign uh, these guys in free agency. Ryan Jensen is what I said. Brian Schaefer, left tackle Trey Armstead, and Jonah Williams to right tackle, also guard Lake Tom. I, they're, to me, Paul, they're not signing all those guys. There's no way the Bengals sign all those guys. I think they got a shot at signing Ryan Jensen 
and uh, Taron Armstead or Orlando Brown. And my thought is you get your tackle, you get your center, you move uh, uh, Joe Williams over to right tackle, you re-sign Quentin Spain, and you kick Hopkins over to guard. And then you have Carmen Jackson and Devontae Smith sitting in the background, waiting in the wings to take over eventually and developing. So I, I, that's I, I, that would be awesome if they sign all these guys, but there's no in hell they're signing that many guys. Like, and, and like, like I said, not happen. sign Go talent, ahead. draft depth. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's it. That's my that's my whole thing. Now, one thing I want to get to is the Bengals' biggest uh, free agent that they need to sign, and that's none other than Jesse Bates. Now, hey, what are you big in the Super Bowl? Yes, yes, he he looked like uh, Jesse and Bates. And I'll be honest. Old. Had a bit of a lackluster season, but when it True. really mattered in the playoffs, boy, he showed contract, up. I think the contract not being done got to him. Is I really do think that. I, that's where I, I think. But I'd still sign him, though. Yeah, yeah, you got to still sign him. I mean, he came up big in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. when do you need to win games most? The play- like, I don't give a shit if we finish the season ten and seven. Or, or nine and eight if we make the playoffs and then win all the playoff games and go to the Super Bowl. I could give a fuck about the regular season if I'm being completely honest with you. I care when the chips are down and it's one game or go home. That's when we right. need Jesse Bates to turn up. And guess when he turned up? The exact the time we needed him. Now, one thing I, I've said this a couple of times on the show, I talked to Troy Blackburn outside practice beginning of the year, and I was like, hey, hey you guys need to sign Jesse Bates. And he said... That's their plan. And the, the agent, Jesse Bates' agent, wanted to wait until after the season. This is according to Troy Blackburn. So I'm hoping that they will get him signed. I have – I'm hoping it happens before, obviously, before free agency. Because if it doesn't happen before he hits free agency, then they're going to have to tag him, which would which would suck. And then they tag him, and then he is uh, – then they could try to get him signed long-term that way. But I'm hoping they get it done before that. But that's – to me, that's – as far as the Bengals' own – free agents that he needs on he's he's by far the biggest one and i don't think i'm you know saying anything that anybody else watching the show doesn't agree with it look it, the the problem is and uh this is how it's going to look to that the people on the outside this is not how it's going to look to bengals fans but there is kind of a stigma that mike brown is a little bit cheap i don't think that's no. Weird to say, and that that that's that, that's probably the only reason there's so much about a speculation around Jesse. Jesse said it himself early in the season. You even said it to me that that you pretty sure he's going to get signed after the season. Yeah, I, that's what I, I mean. That's just from uh, what you know. Troy told me so. I, I think we'll have a deal done with him before March hits. I, I'm ho- we we that needs to be done. I mean that, that 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 and that's the thing is I'm hoping they get some of these like right now is the the, the window frame where they can sign their own guys. I mean we sign Larry O, we can sign BJ Hill, we can sign Jesse Bates. We need to get these guys done. I'll get to uh, Nate's comment here. He said no way Casey uh, lets Brown go. They traded too much for him last year, and they, and they might not. I mean that that is an option, but also from what I've heard and read that he wants to come to Cincinnati. <laughs> it's kind of what you know so. But I mean, honestly, Armstead is the one I would I would prefer to get out of out of them. And Paul here says they have the third most money to spend in free agency, and that's before we even cut Trey Henderson. Get another twelve million for doing that. Yeah, exactly. And I the thing is, we got so much money, but let's be honest, I, the Bengals have spent a lot of money. I don't. I still think they're going to spend 
up to the cap. I mean, they're going to get close, but let's be honest. You, you, this, you're not going to spend it. New England money. No. Let's be honest. You're not right. going to do that. But you are, you've got to go out there and you've got to be aggressive. I think the way the Bengals can make a statement is by going out there and signing the guys they want on day mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are going to have to say, hey, blank check, write in what you want and come play for us. But like we've been seeing from a lot of players around the league, Rob Gronkowski, that big fucking idiot who I love him to death, but he might be the most unintelligent man on planet Earth. He literally talks and acts like a child. But the thing he said is he's only ever played with one quarterback his entire life in the pros, and that's Tom Brady. What did he say? If I play football again, I only want to play with Joe Burrow. Right. What does that tell you when a guy who's only played with Brady his old career tells you he wants to play with Joe Burrow? What's that going to look like for other guys around right. the league? That, that, guys every, who are like, everyone went nuts with going to get Gronk. I'm like, I don't necessarily want Gronk, but but he's saying it. He's saying what everybody else in the league is already thinking that that's going to happen. They want to come here and play with Joe. And uh, please wake up, folks. Uh, March 15th is when uh, a free agency starts. And and then you you get guys like. Um, you know, decent role players like Bobby Okariki in, 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 I'm not saying his name, how the announcers say it. It's Okariki. Pat McAfee <laughs> pronounced it correctly. It's not o- Okariki. Um, <laughs> you're going to have guys like that who are saying, hey, you know what? I'm not a little bitch. I don't mind practicing in the rain. Oh, we have to drive 20 minutes to go practice indoors at UC? Not an issue. I live a 40-minute drive from the practice facility anyway. Like all, all, all these stupid shit about oh, oh we we need it out indoor practice facility. No, we don't. That's soft. You are soft as baby shit if you think you need an indoor practice facility. That's fucking baby shit. I grew up in a country where it rains three hundred and sixty four days a year, and we it get rains in Boston one... that many times. So much. <laughs> we get that. We get that. We get that one day of summer a year. And these guys, oh, you get brilliant summers out here in Cincinnati. I will say that. So <laughs> when you've got guys who want to come here, aren't fucking soft. Because can you imagine if you didn't go play because you get about getting cold on a weekday? Absolute soft as baby shit, pampered NFL <laughs> players. I don't need it. So guys want to play with Joe Burrow and that is huge for free agency because we've seen yeah. guys take pay cuts to go play with people they like. Mm-hmm. We've seen guys take pay cuts chase to rings. chase rings. And mm-hmm. I said this to you on the phone earlier. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the new thing. We are going to be the new Tampa Bay Bucks in terms of veterans who want cheap one-year deals to come win a ring. Mm-hmm. Eric Weddle type dudes. They yep. are going to come in. They are going to give us that depth. And depth with veterans is crazy because they've got that experience. So we're going to have that depth. We're going to go for Joe Burrow is going to be knighted as king of Cincinnati at one point. (laughs) He already is. And we are going to go ahead and win Super Bowls because Joe Burrow is not only bringing people to the team, but he's bringing people to the city. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When is the last time? Do you think thousands of people would have would have come to Washington Park to cheer on Andy Dalton? (laughs) No. No, no, he's ginger. He he smells like piss, uh, 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 and 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 he eats nothing but biscuits because that's what ginger people do. So we we've got a very special gift here. We've got possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks who's ever going to do it when all is said and done. Here, 
exactly. and people want to come play with him, you Boom. can't buy that. I'll right, we'll get to Dennis's comment here. He said, hey, Strawberry Ice, do you think the Bengals should do like the Rams did and mortgage their future for a Super Bowl? No. You seem, seem to be able to do that more now. No, I, I'm with you. No, they shouldn't because they don't have to. That's the thing is they don't have to, Dennis. They, they've got all these guys on the contract. The window is right now. You go fix this offense line, you get a cornerback, and then you draft for depth. They're fixed. It's done. They don't have to mortgage anything. And that's that's where I'm at where I don't want them to trade draft picks or anything. Because everything they need is in free agency. Go get a center, go get a tackle, or go get a guard, or whatever, whatever they do. Fix this offense line, get another cornerback, and go draft for depth. So, and 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 also, you you've got to look at this this LSU brotherhood as well. Now, I tell you this week in week out, and everyone listens to everyone who listens to the show. know I talk about it. I'm wearing my LSU shit. Mm-hmm. That's a family. Look at OBJ. Look Look at what he... He got himself banned from the LSU campus for an entire year just so he could go to the national championship game and give out money. Yeah, he, right. he he gave Jefferson, Chase, and a bunch of players his brand new signature cleats and he had them done in Louisiana colors so they could go out there and play on the field with them. Mm-hmm. That's a brotherhood. So when you get high-level guys who are, you know like OBJ, who are kind of getting to their end of the career, but want to sign a cheap deal because they want to go and win a ring. LSU's got that talent, baby. People don't realize how much of a hero Burrow is to, to, oh, to the people who attended. You, I, I know just from LSU fans contacting me. I'll get you know how, how a 22-year-old or a 23-year-old goes and hangs out with Andrew Whitworth? <laughs> no, exactly. They're boys. All right, Paul here, and this, this is a good point of what he said about Mike Brown. Mike Brown just came out today and said he's going to get Burrow the help he needs. I think he will spend because he realizes that the window to uh, field an unbe- unbeatable roster is now. Yes, and I, I agree with you, Paul, I, I, and I read that comment too. I think he knows. Look, let's be honest. Mike Brown has been searching for Joe Burrow his entire life. You know, this is the guy that his father was trying to find. So they know what they have. So, yes, I agree I, that they're going to fix the offensive line. They're going to go get a, a – I think they're going to get a free agent cornerback too. And they're going to sign as many of their guys as they can. I know somebody put out there that B.J. Hill, you know, acted like he might not come back. I think he's coming back. I, You know, I mean, there's a – honestly, I think there's a better chance of him coming back than Larry O. I want them both back. But I, I, I have a feeling there's a better chance of B.J. coming back than Larry O. And like I said, I, I want to sign both of them. So, like I said, two huge dudes who can be in there just eating up the middle of the field. Same with DJ Reader, just a gigantic human being who's going to go up in there in the trenches, take up blocks, uh, and create space. I got block. I keep getting this person trying to do weird crap in my comments here. I got to keep blocking them. Yeah, it's it's because I'm on the, That's where you get all the porn adverts. <laughs> They, they, were, they were on yesterday, too. I'm like, would you stop? I blocked you. Quit coming on. Oh, that's because they knew I was coming on. Just thing, <laughs> things always get like this when I'm here. But um, oh, it, 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 it's like Argy's saying, hope BJ and Larry come back because this is what we've been talking about all show. When we go to the line, big dudes who are going to eat up blocks and just cause trouble. They might not be getting sacks or pressures, but they are opening up. Look, these are guys who don't fill up the stats, Steve. Look at Deron Payne, um, Jonathan Allen in mm-hmm. um, Washington. 
They are not necessarily getting 15 sacks a season, but the reason both their edge rushers got 10 sacks a season is because of those guys in the middle. So we need guys like Hill, Reader, and Larry O to be there in the middle, to be disruptive, and to be a problem. They don't have to be game-breaking plays. They just need to be enough of a problem that, that, that Hubbard and Hendrickson are getting open. Right. And the other thing that I keep I keep pointing that to, this out to as far as the, the uh, pass rush goes, we're going to have Joseph Osai next year too. So you get him and you can get another pass rusher in, in the, the second, third, fourth round, somewhere around there. Dude, it's like I said, the sky's the limit with this. And that's where I'm just like, and I'll, like everybody's talking about that Mike Brown's going to spend the money. He's going to. He, they've done it last year. I think he's finally seen the light of what he has, you know, and he's going to protect it. And he's going to go out there and do everything he can to get this Super Bowl. I think he's finally realized what needs to be done. And and he, and like I said, it's not just him. It's him. It's Katie. It's Troy. It's Zach. All of them are working together to, to get this accomplished. So the, the job's not done yet. I, dude, I cannot, I'm so, I cannot wait till March 15th. I'm so excited about free agency. I want to see who we get. And then the draft's coming out. And I'm hoping that I can go down to Indianapolis for the, uh, the uh, draft combine. I saw on, on their uh, website where they said they were going to make an announcement about player or people being able to um, attend it yesterday. Well, they never announced anything. So I don't know if we're going to attend it or not, but I would love to go down there and attend it. Are, are you uh, planning on going down there at all, Kieran? <laughs> do, you want, do, do you want my controversial take? What, what do you got? Combine is fucking stupid. <laughs> because, no, it is. Because you're not demonstrating or, No, No, I, I, I know where you're going. Skills. I agree with you. The, oh, no, fact I, that yeah. guys, the fact that guys lose millions of dollars because their 40 time was like two tenths of a second slower than someone. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. We've yeah. seen before. I can't remember the guy's name. I have to find it out for you. He got drafted by the Eagles. He specifically trained for the combine. He trained all the combine drills, beasted the combine, and then fucking sucked when he played football because he was good at combine drills, but not football. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I think I, I I like to. I mean, I, I'm just such a geek on, on when it comes to this stuff. I, I like combine. Just I like going to watch and. Stuff, I love watching guys. players. I, yeah, for but sure. Yeah, but I, I agree. Think I, I like think the concept is yes. Is the con- yeah, I, I agree. I think they should take, and I think they've kind of pulled it back a little bit on the combine as much as they they hold it in high regards as they used to because of what you just said. Just because the guy looks good in shorts and t shirt doesn't mean he he can do that in football pads. So it's completely yeah, different. You, so you, you have, have the some, combine and the the tape, the, the game tape too, as well. Yeah, you'll have some big three hundred pound lineman come in and do like what thirty reps on the bench, <laughs> right, but then right. he'll he'll come into a game and get absolutely slaughtered by corners who are pass rushing. So it, it really doesn't show anything to your level of, of, of what you can do in the game. Same with shit like the Wonderlick. Mm-hmm. Who, who cares? Ryan Fitzpatrick has the highest Wonderlick score that's ever been recorded. <laughs> he went to freaking Harvard. <laughs> but he, he's yeah, no more than a journeyman quarterback, which is right. what I'm saying. It really, yeah, it, it, it's pointless. And yeah, it's fun. And if Jamad ran a slow 40, we still would have drafted him. But yeah. but you see what I mean? His 40 was very average, but then you get, well, not average, as fast as fuck. But like, <laughs> In terms of like guys like Tyreek Hill and stuff, and I mean John Ross had a faster fucking forty time, and how good was he in the league? Exactly. My, my point being is Andre Smith. Exactly. Yeah, game <laughs> game speed is completely different. Yes. These yes. guys aren't out there running routes and uh, and you know ca- catching balls on routes and showing you how they can juke players and stuff like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, somebody's asked you what's your favorite team? Bengals. Yeah, baby. LSU. Uh-huh. 
And if he's talking soccer, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm. I should probably say FCC, uh, but 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 Reading because that's who I played for as a kid. There you go. There you go. All right, Kieran. Well, it's a little after six thirty. I think we're gonna roll on out of here. Hey, tell everybody you got the draft guide coming out. Uh, what yeah. that entails, when it's coming, all that stuff. It, it, it's going to be finished at the end of this month, but then we've like we you know we've we've got to proof it and stuff. Probably mid mid to late March, we're probably going to get it done. And then obviously, you've got a guest coming in on Monday. It's the guy who's doing our edge class, Mister Lee right. Wakefield. Now he is a Chargers fan, mm-hmm. so do not talk to him about Burrow versus Herbert, <laughs> even though he will give you a very fair assessment of Burrow. He is honestly, <laughs> honestly, the nicest Chargers fan I know, and an incredibly, incredibly smart. Um, scout. So he's going to come in to talk to you about the edge class mm-hmm. um, on Monday. Yeah, we're we're going to re- and... record that early Monday. So so if everybody's watching now, portions of Monday's show, if not all of it, will be recorded. So yeah, and, and I'm I'm good, definitely going to be tuning in for that because I anytime Lee talks football, I love I love to listen. Exactly, exactly. So follow him at uh, the the Hembo at full ten. The Hembo F ten Y. If you want to come, cry about me not liking Israel, or if you want to come cry. Yeah, go go, go my, talk to that guy about that stuff. Leave me yeah, out of it. <laughs> or you come cry about how good my football opinions are, or you can come cry that I am handsome and beautiful as fuck. <laughs> come over and we'll have fun. There you go. All right, Kieran, as always, brother, it's a pleasure. Who day? Oh, I cut him off. My bad. <laughs> I cut, cut him off a little bit. Sorry about that. But yeah, Kieran, like I said, go check him out. Uh, like I said, they had their draft guy coming up uh, very, very soon. I'm going to have one of the main guys on uh, Monday. It'll be a um, recorded um, interview because he's over in England, but he does know what the hell he's talking about. So it'll be recorded, and we will get that on because I'm going to get deep into the draft and deep into uh, free agency here. Also, I'm not, not forgetting about the UC Bearcats. Uh, they played last night. They won. They shot really well. I'm happy about it. So I, but I'm just, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so into football right now. That's all I feel like talking about right now. <laughs> and baseball, I have no idea if they're, if they're going to play or when they're going to play or any of that stuff. So let's just, let's talk some college basketball here because I'll get into it. We got the uh, March Madness coming up here very, very shortly. So I will be doing some more college basketball talk here soon, but I'm going to be very heavy on the draft and free agency and just what the Bengals are doing. Uh, let's see here. Mike, what do you got here? Mike Hoffman, strawberry ice. I know Cincinnati has a football and a, or had, or not what football and a baseball team. What's your favorite basketball team and hockey team? Um, my favorite hockey team is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers or Cleveland Cavaliers. That's my favorite basketball team. Cleveland Cavaliers and the hockey team is the Columbus blue jackets. So, cause I can always watch them. That's why I like them. Uh, so there we go. Let's get to the Facebook groups. That let me live stream, and as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. Then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on tonight, putting on the podcast so you missed anything of what Kieran and I were talking about as far as free agency goes, his uh, draft, uh, mock draft, what we think the Bengals possibly could do and should do. 
Go check out the podcast on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. We're, we did it. We're at 1,500 subscribers. That is awesome. Let's get like 500 more. Let's try to get to 2,000 subscribers. That would be great. So please, like I said, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. And as far as everything else goes, you guys have a wonderful weekend. It's getting cold here and good in Cincinnati. We had a couple of nice days, like 50 degrees. Now it's freezing again. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you guys Monday. I got some really great guests coming up Monday. Also, my son has got a very interesting video that he's putting together as far as everybody keeps talking about Jamar Chase, how he's wide open on the last play of the game. It's going to kill you. There's another guy that was wide open that I'm just going to tease you about right now that you guys will have to wait and see. I think he's going to put the video together hopefully Sunday. It'll be up on the channel hopefully Sunday night. Monday, check it out. Oh, we need to fix that offensive line. Ah, so close. Anyway, you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Yeah, we got him, yeah, we follow Like that black and orange Apollo